Hello and welcome to Me, The Wife and Wrexham AFC. A weekly podcast and YouTube channel where we discuss all things Wrexham AFC from the point of view of long-term fans and new fans. So sit back, put your feet up, relax and let's get stuck in. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of Me, The Wife and Wrexham AFC. Um, If you're new to the show, welcome. Everyone is welcome here. (laughs) Everyone is welcome. Um, If you are new to the show, um, there's another 61 episodes you need to catch up on. (laughs) So if you want to crack on and do that. And lots of TikToks and stories and everything. Yes. Um, But if you head over to our YouTube channel, uh, if you would give us a a, a like on some of the videos and subscribe to the channel, that would be much appreciated. We are very close to a thousand subscribers at the moment. We're just eager to get over that line. as It's very much a milestone for us, isn't it? Definitely. And we're waiting to get there. So, uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Started again this week. It you were did. so excited. I was uh, I work shifts, so <laughs> I was in work um, two till ten uh, in the afternoon on the afternoon shift. Shan obviously works in the morning, so I wasn't allowed to watch it. I'd work longer than just the morning. No, you know what I mean. You work <laughs> eight till four, so we cross over, and um, and I wasn't allowed to watch it in the morning. Equally, Sham wasn't allowed to watch it until I got home, and we both stuck to that, didn't oh, we? Well, I don't know. I did. I definitely stuck to that. I, I did. didn't watch it. I was yeah. trying to distract myself, like yeah, playing on my phone, watching other stuff on the telly, yeah. and then it was literally it was waiting for you to have a shower and finish, wasn't it? When you came down, it was. It it yes. was, yeah, definitely. So it, it centred around sort of um, the visit of, uh, I was going to say Prince Charles. Not that anymore, is he? No. King Charles. No. Um, what, what do you see as the importance of him visiting? I mean, it's a bit different now. We know what we know with the levelling up fund and everything. But at, at the time, what did you see as the importance of him of him coming? I just think it was important because he... He's obviously the king yeah. of England. Mm. He's not the king of Wales. He's the king mm. of. He was the prince of Wales. Yeah, I, yeah. It's a very. Yeah. Um, we needed him. Ultimately, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <coughs> you no, know, he's not the king. He's not the king of Wales. But um, we, yeah, I think we needed that sort of presence yeah. at the club. Um, and obviously, all those people that are like mad monarchists and stuff like that. Mm. Who love is that a word? I don't know. It is now. <laughs> yeah, monarchist. Yeah. Monarchan. Yeah. Um, um I think that they would obviously may may not known who Wrexham were. Yeah. But obviously they're a fan of the prince and possibly the w- w- queen king. court. Did I say the prince? Yeah. The king. Oh my god, yeah. it's so difficult. Isn't yeah. It? Um, and the queen consort. Um, so they probably maybe watch the news with him on it and then go, oh, what's this? About? Yeah. And then, do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, I, I just think it's really how close the monarchy are and the government are. And we've got an application in with the government for a levelling up fund, you know, as was discussed in the documentary, you know, £20 million was part of it. And it's... So I think they've done everything they can to try and get Didn't that help. Money. It didn't help, no. But I tell you what Sadly. I loved. I tell you what I did love is the effort that Rob and Ryan went to to make sure that everything 
went well. You know, they really put the effort. I don't, I'm not stupid enough to think that some of that wasn't just for the cameras and just for the documentary. I get that. But I genuinely sort of felt that they wanted to put that effort yeah. in to make sure that it's everything hilarious. went right. And it, it, yeah, it was. I really don't, funny. I don't stand. I rise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, and I, I like that about them. And well, I love that about them that they, they're willing to put in the effort to make sure that everything is exactly as it needs to be to, to move the club I don't forward. think they could have done any more, if no, I'm honest. No, no. You know, and Sean Harvey and all that, you know, I think they did their best. One thing from it, um, why didn't why didn't we get a cop barrier? Why haven't we got a cop barrier in the garden? I don't know. I really I think, one. to be honest, I think you had to be within the Wrexham Trust click maybe. to yeah. get one. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, yeah, that's probably why we haven't got one. Look go good in our garden, that would. I'd have to keep an eye out for them on eBay, I reckon. Yeah? Yeah, I'd, okay. I'd, I'd definitely want one. So, the levelling up fun, we sort of talked about that. Um, we didn't get that. Um, we got sort of got left in in limbo a little bit as we know, there's there's been other problems with regards to the the cop and it hasn't started but we've torn the cop down we we have we are ready to start when we're ready to start ultimately it's just i think it's probably mostly finance now isn't it i remember when the cop came down and i found it i thought it was quite sad I did. I, I don't know, think you're the only one. No, I because I remember going to games as a kid, standing on that cop, and it's sort of sad. You, it's weird, isn't it? Because you know something better's coming, but at the same time, it's like, but you know, can we just keep it? You can't keep it forever because you, you've got to, you've got to move forward. But you've it, got your memories, haven't you? You've got your memories, <laughs> and yeah. Hey, yeah, let's get, move on. You've got your memories, um, A few other things from the, the documentary. Well, uh, the Chesterfield game, I think, was the, the key thing uh, out, of the, out of the documentary oh. that we left to. I tell you what I find myself doing. I know how the season turns out. I was there. Um, but, you know, when you're watching like highlights of games, and I'm sure it'll happen at other games that, we, that, that they show on the documentary... You're watching it and you find yourself sitting there shaking your head. Going, oh, God, we're never going to go up at this rate. <laughs> we're never going to go up playing like this, are we? Well, we, you know, we know what happens. We obviously did. We know what happens in the documentary. But I just find myself, I think it's so clever the way it's made mm. that even for someone like me and you who were there and we went to these games and we watched them win and we watched them lose... When they do lose, you just find yourself drawn back in uh, uh, as if you're there again. And I just live in it, isn't it? Yeah, it I, is I think it is absolutely fascinating. But yeah, uh, welcome to Wrexham. It's uh, available on FX, Disney Plus, Hulu, wherever you are in the world. I just Google it. I mean, it's I mean, so, let's yeah. be honest, it's bloody everywhere. It's annoying people as well, which I, I, I love even more that it's annoying people, other fans. Bloody Wrexham, yeah. But haven't Sheffield United just done that? They've moaned about it, but I'm sure they've just done a documentary <coughs> or they... they're doing a documentary. I don't think they moaned about it. 
I think All right, Billy, Sharp, Billy Sharp moaned about it, but I don't think... No, so I'm sure somebody else from Sheffield United's had an interview and moaned about it. Who cares? In your face, Sheffield United. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was unlucky, wasn't it? Conceding two goals in the 98th and 100th minute yesterday. Never mind. Anyway, um, I know, I don't want to start some beef with Sheffield United. No, I you, like... You, you... It's, not, it's not the fans. No, it's not. It's not the fans, it's just Billy Sharp. And he's not even there anymore. So, yeah. I apologise for My that comment. My beef is with Billy, not with Sheffield United My fans. Is with Billy. <laughs> anyway, uh, a little bit more news. Mark Howard graduated with a first class honours degree in pro pro professional sports writing and broadcasting. It's so been a good week for Mark Howard, I think. It has. So that was a, that massive congratulations to Mark on that. that um, is, yeah. You know, considering you're a professional goalkeeper, you're, you know, you're training every, training day. every day and you've still managed to do something as amazing as that. Yeah. It's just, it's brilliant. Uh, so yeah. well done. Um, and also congratulations to Wrexham women who won their final preseason game 7-1 against AFC crew. By the time this goes out, uh, they will have played their first game of the season in the Adran Premier. Uh, as everyone knows who's regular on the show, we film on Sunday. Uh, their game is on Sunday, so unfortunately we, we don't know what the result is. So again. I'm sure it'll be a smasher like 7-1 for them again. A tough game. They're playing Swansea. Tough, yeah, very they'll tough They'll be game. good. Right, let's talk about Grimsby. Okay. Oh, my God. I just... I talk about games and I get so excited, but yesterday was just on another level. It definitely was. It was amazing. We had the minute silence at the start of the game. We did. Which everybody respected and was silent for the whole minute. And kudos to the Grimsby fans as well. I mean, it wasn't just about the Gresford disaster. No. So it, uh, we've had quite a few people getting in touch about this, haven't we? Yeah. About, so, the black uh, armbands. Yes. So for, for a lot of people, so there was a, a mining disaster in Wrexham in a village called Gresford in 1934. Uh, so this week marks the 89th anniversary of that. So every year uh, we always have a minute's silence to pay respect uh, to that. Um, in conjunction with that this year, there's been obviously uh, natural disasters in Morocco. Morocco and Libya yeah. as well. So it was a bit of a it was a minute silence for all three of them events. Um, all of the players wore black armbands. Ryan Reynolds wore a black armband as well when he was in stand. A lot of people have got in touch to say, "What is the black armband about?" Well, the black armband basically is a, a show of uh, respect. I, it it's it, it, but I, I wrote this down here. So black armbands are worn to signify mourning, respect, remembrance, or commemoration. So um, it, it doesn't have to be, it, it could be the death of a local person, mm. the death of somebody connected with the club. Um, it could be just some, you know, something local like the Gresford mining disaster that happened many years ago that we commemorate that. Um, it could be a, a national thing, an international thing. There are lots of reasons why, but it's, it's a respect thing or a commemoration yeah. or a remembrance thing. That's why we wear I, I'm just glad games. that everybody observed it because observed it. I can't speak because it's you know the Gresford mining disaster. Um, obviously, horrific things happen in Libya, and Morocco, but obviously yeah. for us being from Wrexham. Um, well, I I had family who who died in the Gresford mining. I'm sure disaster. I did as well, but yeah, and I think it, my uh, granddad worked there. Yeah, a lot of people will it will know somebody definitely. Oh, so maybe it's a, not know as such, but will will be aware of somebody within their family. Just that. the sad thing is, they mentioned, didn't they, that the the guys who um, were working that shift 
a, a lot of them yeah. had swapped for Wrexham fans to go yeah. and watch Tramia yeah. at the, at the race I know, course. so they weren't even supposed to be there on that it's day. It's just, I mean, it's for really anybody sad. losing their life in such a way is is, is just horrendous. But and, and Not being disrespectful either, but there is, n at a game, there is nothing like the cheer that you get in a ground after a minute silence either. That That is, the I would say, one of the biggest cheers that you get. It's silent for a whole minute. And then the ref blows his whistle and the whole place erupts and it's always it's always massive. And I always think that's that definitely something that's like sort of makes you go, oh, oh I'm at mm, game. It was a good one yesterday, to so be we, fair. We, uh, did, we met someone, didn't we? <gasps> We met, yeah. So we met, we met Ryan Reynolds uh, at the game on Saturday, which was an absolute pleasure. Shook For his... all the women out there, he smells amazing. <laughs> he does. He yeah, does. He does. We shook. You know, I shook his hand. We had a little chat with him. I put my arm around him. <laughs> oh my a, god. We had a photo with him. He was lovely. Uh, at, at the photo of us with him is on our social media uh, the photo of us with him is also on his social media as well but the, the picture that was taken of us was obviously by the uh, photographer um of Wrexham um, and it's a lot better quality than ours it's just yeah. from a different angle so yeah. yeah that was on his Instagram it's also known as Twitter and also on his Facebook it's it was it was great it was that it was nice to finally meet the man because it, we've wanted to meet him for quite a while. Oh, yeah. And meeting him was, it was an absolute pleasure. So It's yeah. so weird because we've had a couple of people, like we put it on Instagram. Uh, oh, no, he, 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 it was on his Instagram. And he and people were like tweeting, uh, uh, messages on Instagram yeah. or tagging us yeah. on accounts that we've not used for yeah. a long, long time. And it's like, oh, my God, how is that? And then we've, we've gone onto our accounts and gone, oh, my God, I don't remember that. So I had, I, there was one Twitter account somebody tagged me. And it's a Twitter account I had years ago that I didn't even... 2015? Was that the last the time last you tagged? The last time I posted, uh, on, posted it? on it. I had, I've got hundreds of followers on there, so I might start using that one because it's a lot more than my current I account. I think 202012 was... 202012? What, what was that? What year is that? That is a long way <laughs> in the future. 20... 12 uh, but obviously when Alfie was born that's yeah. the last time I posted on there well, so that was 11 years ago anyway about the game yes so, uh, that's enough about Ryan Reynolds um, Hayden was back do you know what I'm glad big shock big shock wasn't expecting it was a shock I tell you what the club do at the moment they, they, that they're doing very well they're keeping very secret about people's injuries and how long they're off for we had it with Mullin everyone was like oh my god Mullin's back we've had it with Hayden this week Parky had been asked directly about Hayden this week and he was very much, uh, you know, oh, it's not too long. You know, it's not going to be weeks and weeks and weeks. It was a week. Ne next Saturday comes and he's he's there and he's back and in he the team. Right. Yeah, he played the full game. Excellent. Really happy. Uh, Paul started, obviously, uh, the game, which again was a little bit. That was a, I'm so happy that he's, he's back in that team. I think, now, don't shoot me down. I think he's slightly off the pace a little bit. He's, he's bound he, to be. He's still, he's still got all his running about him. He, he had a few shots and they were a little bit tamer than what you would normally expect. He didn't quite have his accuracy. Apprehension that though, isn't it? It's got maybe, to be. Maybe a little bit, and, but you know he, he's getting there. He did a lot more in the game uh, on Saturday 
than I felt he did in the half an hour of the game before. And I just think it's going to keep getting better and better for him. So Just, I mean, when um, obviously McLean was on the pitch, Mullen was on the pitch, mm. I was just waiting for Fletcher to come on the pitch. And I just thought... Well, I'll ask you about Fletcher in a minute okay. uh, when, we, when we get to that point. Because I've, I've got a couple of questions about Fletcher that I'm interested to get your point of view. But you mentioned McLean there. So McLean got booked after five minutes. <laughs> And I was like, "Oh my god!" Because he's, he, you know, he's got that aggression, and he's a very physical player. And I was quite worried about him playing eighty-five minutes on a yellow card. Really, it did worry me. But consummate professional, never dived in again after that. Maintained that level of physicality and um, fast. A- aggression. What, I, I, what, did, what did you make of his performance on Saturday? He worked his socks off. You could tell, you know, that you could tell how much he ran. And you know, when when he was um, obviously when we changed ends after half time, he was on our side. Yes. Um. So we kind of got to see him a little bit more and what yeah. he was like made of. Yeah. And he was so quick on the ball. His yeah. passes were amazing. Yeah. Um, it, it, I just I can't fault him. I just think he's such a good signing for Wrexham. I think I'm in love with him oh, a little bit. Hayden, I, I, yeah, I just don't like. I, I just, so I, is is Hayden your wife? But uh, McLean's your your mistress. McLe- McLean's catching my eye. Let's put it like that. <laughs> it, it, it definitely. Where do it, I come down this? I'm at, where am I? In you're the not in. Order? You're not in this one. Not no. no. This is this is a not in real life scenario. Well, I I, do, I think. He is fast. He very quickly. <laughs> oh my gosh, fa- you can't even speak. Very quickly becoming a, a, a massive fan favourite. And and somebody asked after the Tranmere game, I saw somebody ask on Twitter, how long does it take? How long before you can declare someone a club legend? And he said, is it too soon? Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, he's getting there. If I think he, Mullen was pretty quick, to be fair. If Yeah, he was. And I think if he keeps putting in these performances, I mean... Well, if he takes over Mullen and they get a song... Uh, they have got a song with McLean. They have got a song, what, yeah. What we, happens if they go, we don't want you... We're not going to sing it, but... We don't yeah. want you, Mullen. We want McLean. <laughs> oh, uh, no. No. Uh, it, it, he's just I, superb. Everything yeah. about him. Everything about him, I think, is... Talking of McLean, he was on the Late Late Show the, on, on yes. Friday with yeah, Patrick was. Kilty. Um, and he openly, and he's never been on there before, no. um, and he open, openly and honestly, ad, um, not admitted, um, announced. announced that he um, is on the spectrum. Yeah. Which I think is so important for people that are like that in the public eye. Yeah. Like Paul Mullins, um, obviously his son has autism and you've got the likes of Millie Tipping who, yeah. um, you know, they're all champions of, um, you know, getting the word out there about autism. I just think it's so important. Yeah. Um, and they're well, all, you know, just all amazing people. Yeah, definitely. I think he, he did such an amazing thing because his daughter was, was being... Um, uh, was having sort of like tests yeah. for autism and she was a little bit worried about doing it. So uh, James had said, I'll do the tests as well. And they'd come back that he was on the spectrum what a guy. as well. Yeah, he, no, he is. He's great. I, he like is I, said, good. I love him. Um, oh dear. <laughs> um, so Palmer scored. He did. I, I just feel that was important for him to, to get 100%. A do you think he should be getting more? I do, but you know. He got one. He got us off the mark. He did. I just think he needs to start chipping in a bit more regularly. I I, I, like I, I, put, I did a post yesterday of obviously the full time score and all that kind of stuff. 
um, on our on our socials. And I said, you know, I don't think we can fault any of the players' performances no. yesterday. No. I think everyone had their place, had their, you know, their... I can't think of the word. Their... Their... I don't know what you're trying to say. Don't, don't ask their... me. Part. Yeah. That's not the word, but no. that's sort of the word. Yeah. Talk. They had their part to play in us getting 3 0. Um, and I just think, I just love them all. Yeah, I mean, Will Boyle got the second. Uh, it was an amazing header. It was. And I mean, it, it, it was a lot better than I've watched it, a replay of it a few times. It was a lot better than it first appeared. To get the the sort of direction and the power that he did, the way that he was angling and going away from goal, it was such a good goal. I think it's was. difficult when you're watching it live um, to see, to get you don't like get the a full, replay, do you? you don't get a replay, but also as well, you don't get the benefit of like the, you know, the angle and things like that. So yeah. it is, it was, you know, even though you're yes. there live, it is always good just to kind of reflect on the highlights. Yes. Uh, Luke Young back in the team yes. again. I, I mean, we were, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about is Luke Young ever going to play for us ever again? Well, can I just say that was all for your part? I was I, I, I no, was... but I think it was a fair <laughs> it was a fair thing to, to to sort of you know it was the way people were playing in them positions. We were sort of looking, going, I fear for Luke because I can't see him getting back in this team. And now you know we're what seven eight games in, and he just looks immovable. He it, is. Just, I can't imagine him not playing now. I, I, I just can't. I can't imagine him not being on that team sheet no, week in, week out, no. the way that he's playing. So that's good. Um, happy at halftime? 2-0 up, yeah? I was, yeah. Yeah? I was excited. I think I was just on a high from like the fact that I'd like, put my arm around Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I just... I, I, I thought it was... Everybody's performance was brilliant, like I said. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was chuffed a bit at half-time. I think, you know, after the after Doncaster, where they came out and they put a bit of pressure on and we sort of buckled the week before, I think this week... Um, we we were on it. You know, we we didn't make that same mistake. They did try to impose, and we just shut them down, and we didn't let them. Mullen nearly made it three nil with the absolute sexiest of through balls from James <laughs> McLean. It was it was just pure filth. I'm it, worried about you. It was it was it, the through ball. I've never seen a through ball like it around the corner. Literally, just and it was just—he's definitely got the skills on it. It was just perfect, and I felt and Mullen just put it past the post, and I was a little bit gutted because I think that's that's a goal that would have been shown for a long time. I think uh, because just for the through ball more than anything, but it's coming. Mullen will get—he will get there, and he once he's there. got his first, it'll—you won't be able to stop him. You then. won't. Um, Elliot Lee made it three on seventy-nine minutes. What a shocker! Elliot Lee's just—he just can't stop so scoring. No. He is immense at the minute. I, he just looks like a different animal this year. He looks... He definitely looks like an animal. He's like... He is just it, a beast. He he was good last year. He was... Uh, no, that's that doing a disservice, I think. He was excellent last yeah. year. He was. And, you know, there were games where he stood out a million miles as, as the best player on the pitch. But this year, I, I, I would sort of argue he looks even better. Yeah. I I would think I he think looks, the whole team do. Yeah, but I think for him, for his stats, the way he runs, you know, he was man of the match. Well, I'll ask you about your man of the match in a bit, but he was man of the match. But I, I I'm, I'm not going to say whatever you say is wrong, but I I, I can't 
see how anybody could argue that he was the man of the match yesterday. Um, because it was just everything about it. I don't disagree. No, I, well, I'll ask you that in a minute. But mm. I just thought his whole performance and the fact that he's getting goals now, you know, that's, you know, he's he's right up there in the top top goal scorer list for the league. He's a whirlwind. He, he, yeah, absolutely. Um, the real story, I think, of the game was probably the introduction of um, Brazilian uh, Stephen Fletcher, who I, I'm not sure I've seen an introduction into Brazilian it. what? Just for the skills, I mean Brazilian. Uh, it just it, I'm not sure I've seen an introduction into it. The flicks and the tricks and the things he did were just like I was. Everyone was just like, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that!" It was just. It was. It, it, everything that he did was just perfect when he came on. But, uh, the overhead kick. Yeah, I was just going to say. I mean, I was. When it, I was so disappointed it didn't go in oh. because it was just like, you know, when you witness something and you go, oh, why didn't that go in? Because it would have been just it would, the icing on the cake. But. The little balls around the corner he was playing, him and Lee playing off each other, and just everything was just so good. And I, I, I think he's going to be one hell of a signing. And I've got a question for you. Can I just do? Yeah. Uh, just uh, Humphrey Kerr put on his uh, Twitter yesterday. Yeah, he, did, yeah. he said, "Got away with one there. Just heard from FIFA that if Fletcher's bikey had gone in, they was going, they were going to stop football forever, as it had achieved perfection." It was yeah. It was one of them. It moments. was one of them. It yeah. was one of them moments. Um, What's my, the question? My question is: so we've seen um, we've seen Stephen play ten minutes. Yeah. And then uh, on Saturday we saw him play twenty minutes. Mm. Um, where does this? Where does it go? So thirty. Uh, yeah, yeah. Forty. Thirty, I think, is a, a good yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, but once you get thirty minutes in, you're not. Parky's not one for bringing subs on at halftime. He's not. Okay. But once he he's at that fitness level where he's gonna, he can do thirty minutes. Does he start? Does he start games? And w- w- my question is: Does he start instead of Palmer? <laughs> um, Come on. I mean, after uh, you know, don't get me wrong. Palmer played amazingly on Saturday, yeah, as everyone else did. But I think just the the pure was it? Uh, just I, I don't know. I can't even explain it. That that. Bikey kick thing, whatever you call it, was just pure genius, and it's just so unfortunate it didn't go in. So I would like—I've got nothing against Palmer, but I would like Fletcher to have a go at starting, yeah, just to see what he's made of. Not saying that I don't want Palmer ever never to start again. No, but Uh, I'd definitely like to see. It's nice having all these options, though, isn't it? It's so stressful. The question is, though, we're now talking about who plays Fletcher or Palmer when they're both fully fit. But what does this mean for Sam Dalby? Do you think moving forward? I don't know. It's it's again. I mean, he's been named in the twenty-two squad, hasn't he? Yeah, of course he has. So my my point is, I he's not on that level. He's not on. I don't think he's uh, the way Ollie bullies defenses. Sam can't do that. No. Yet he can't do that yet. Yeah, he, but if he you've can got... learn, and but he can't do that. And the stuff that Stephen Fletcher can do, he can't do that either. But he, but equally, I think Stephen Fletcher can bully defenses, and he can do more than Ollie can do. So 
it's just an age and a fitness thing that's the the thing with, yeah. with Stephen. So. I think, you know, if Sam Dalby's got the likes of um, Paul, um, Ollie and Stephen, yeah. like, you know, to learn from. Exactly, yeah. Can you imagine, uh, yeah. like, what that, that player would be like? Yeah. That could be Sam Dalby. <laughs> Yeah. Fletcher, Palmer and Mullen yeah. all blended together Definitely. equals Sam Dalby. He's that still could be, young. He's still young. That could sponge. be a, a sponge. Sponge. He could be a force to be reckoned with. Um, just a quick shout out for Mark Howard. That's three clean she sheets in six games in all competitions. It, a very good performance. I messaged Mark Howard. Yeah. It was excellent. It, everything about it was excellent. I thought he was very good. I do sometimes wish he'd come for balls a little bit more. I think there's a few crosses that I'd maybe like to see him being a bit more aggressive and coming out for. But all in all, you can't fault 50% uh, clean sheets, I don't so think. So I, sorry to quickly, I messaged, uh, no, I, I went, I commented on a picture that he'd um, he put on I just said basically congratulations from us for his degree yeah. and also he was awesome yesterday and he, and he liked it good so yeah uh, quickly man of the match I've said Ryan Barnett yeah um, I know we made a few mistakes but yeah. I think overall he was uh, yeah yeah I thought he was good so we're up to fourth in the table Yes. We're motoring on now. Motoring on. We are. Um, quick rundown of our next game, which is Stockport County, which is on Saturday the 23rd of September. It's a 3pm kickoff, which is obviously available for uh, international fans on Ooh. iFollow. Uh, it's at Edgeley Park, which is 51 miles away, or just over an hour, because right, you know you like that. They were promoted from the National League as champions in 2022 uh, when they fi when we finished second and then lost to, in the playoffs to Grimsby. Our last three games all in the 21-22 uh, season. We lost 2-1 away. We won 3-0 at home and 2-0 at home in the semi-final of the FA Trophy at the race course. Um, they won 2-1 away at MK Dons on Saturday. So they've won three, drawn two, lost three, and they're currently 13th on 11 points. Um, they finished fourth last season on 79 points from 46 games. And they missed out on automatic promotion to League One by just four points. And then they lost in the playoff final against Carlisle on penalties. I, from memory, I think only one player missed a penalty in that. I think they lost it 5-4. Oh my God, can you imagine being that player? Oh, sell him. <laughs> <laughs> Their top scorer last season was Carl Wooten uh, with 14. Top scorer this season's Louis Barry with four. Uh, predictions? Predictions, um, two, no, two, one. To Wrexham. Same again. I'm going to go, I'm going to go for two nil. Yeah. I, I fancy us keeping clean sheets now. Forever, for the rest of the season. The rest of our lives. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with. Uh, so we're basically going with what we went for the uh, Grimsby yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Which oh. we're, we're also wrong. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. three, I'll take three now. If I'm, oh, if I'm, I'm wrong and it's three now, I'll take that. Absolutely, 100%. Um, so we got a guest on. <laughs> we had a guest last week, the same guest. Uh, we recorded an interview with them. Uh, unfortunately, due to technical dif difficulties, we lost the recording for that. So he has very kindly agreed yes. to come back much on the show. So it is much appreciated uh, for doing that because... Yeah, we had an absolute nightmare last week with this and we're so happy that he was able to come back on uh, the show and have another chat with us because I don't know what I think we'd it have was, done. I think it was definitely important for him to be on. Yes, definitely. it is. So we would like to uh, welcome to the show uh, Ian Herbert. So welcome to the show, Ian. How are you doing? 
Yeah, good. It's great to be on the show. I'm a big fan of it. So thanks for having me on. Not a problem at all. Thank you for coming on. Um, so Ian's got a book. He out. has. So uh, Ian has written a book called uh, Tinseltown, Hollywood and the Beautiful Game, a match made in Wrexham. So uh, how did this book come about, Ian? Are, are you a Wrexham fan? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I, my sort of my family live at, um, in Chirk, about five miles from Wrexham. Um, and uh, yeah, sort of really followed the club since the late 70s, really. So, um, you know, and obviously there's been periods where I've seen more games than others. But um, and I suppose, you know, a bit like yourselves, sort of known the ups and downs. And uh, I suppose I, I just what struck me was the way that town seemed to be changing as well as the club. You know, the kind of confidence that... Um, that in, in a kind of a slightly indefinable way that Robin Ryan's arrival and the club's success seem to be having on the on the town. So, yeah, I wanted to write a book about that, but I wanted to really write a book which was more about town than the tinsel, really. You know, I think, you know, there's, there is, there's quite a bit about Robin Ryan, and obviously they are, it's a fascinating period in our history, but um, I think a lot of people seem to assume that we were kind of a damsel in distress as a club or a town needing rescuing, but... There's loads of brilliant stuff and loads of brilliant people in town um, who have played a part in making it the place it is and, and preserving it and building it. Um, and I wanted to tell their story too. So whilst you were writing the book, who did you meet along the way? Well, um, I met, um, I should say, first of all, quite a lot of people who, who've been involved in uh, the actual deal, Robin Ryan's deal to buy the club. Um, and those who have been perhaps in more in the margins or in the shadows, but have been really important uh, kind of people in driving things forward. I'm thinking about people like um, a, a brilliant guy called Steve Horowitz, who's a financier, works for a company called Inner Circle Sports, who brought um, the club and Robin Ryan together, really, and was part of that search for a club which went on over a number of months. And of course, as we all know, there were other clubs in contention. Um, and George Dewey, who is um, Ryan's business partner, who's an important part of a company called Maximum Effort, which you know some people might not be so aware of, but that is the creative engine of what we see um, at the club now in terms of in terms of Robin Ryan's output and a lot of those funny videos and just great exchanges. That's all about them. Um, so also, but also some brilliant people, <laughs> probably you know, more important than anyone are the people who've actually, from the Wrexham end of things, who a lot of your viewers outside of Wrexham might not know an awful lot about, but the absolute lifeblood of our town, you know, I'm thinking about, in terms of the Wrexham Supporters Trust, Spencer Harris, who I think is the real hero of this story. It was his work behind the scenes that ensured that um, the club was passed into good hands, but also, you know, people who are at the actual fulcrum of the town, you know, um, you, you could name any of them. Joss Williams at Wrexham Lager, for example, um, you know, who's just done just fantastic stuff in terms of, um, you know, just kind of, you know, kind of promoting the club and um, and, and the town. Um, and um, Leslie Griffiths, Mark Jones, um, you, you know, you, you name them. <laughs> um, there are so many people who've played a huge part in in. Wrexham's evolution. It's not just about a couple of American guys coming in and saving it. 
No, definitely. I, I'm always, I'm always quite interested in because I, I, I think there's an author in me somewhere, and I, 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 I've been desperately trying to find it for about thirty years, and it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> not too late. <laughs> it's not. No, no, definitely not. But when you're writing a book, how, how long did it, this book, for example, how long did it take for you to sort of get it to a point where you go, I've got a piece of work that I can, I can put out there. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, I'd say about a year start to finish in terms of, you know, the processes, trying to kind of uh, work out what the book looks like and, and, and what, you know, what it's going to kind of contain. Because, I mean, I've, I've, I've been a journalist and written about sport and communities and news for years. And, you know, it's easy to write, you know, you can write a very long feature article, which runs to 5,000 words. That's one thing, but a book's something different. So how's it going to be structured? Um, and then when you've actually structured it, you need to sort of decide, you need to try and find out if someone wants to publish it and if there's an actual market for it. Cause I've certainly come up with ideas for books over the years that, you know, no one's actually interested in apart from me. Um, and then there's the writing of it itself, I suppose. And it's just a balance between literally sitting down and doing the writing, but making sure you, you actually speak to the, the right number of people. And, and some of that process is just pure chance. You know, you just don't, you're never quite sure, you know, you, you know, one person leads you to another and you stumble into, t- in, 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 in touch with people. A great mate of mine called Steve Lloyd, who um, I used to play cricket with in church years ago. And um, um, I didn't realise until this process just what a huge part he's been, for example, in the, the Rexham Supporters Trust um, and is still very much involved in the mental health side of things. Um, you probably, you might know Steve or spoken to him. So been some great connections uh you know um and then i realized that steve was was a good mate of, of mark you know and it's just it's a it's a small town and people know each other and um so there's that process and it, it's just important i suppose to do enough of the the talking to people to get enough information and to be able to tell the story so obviously the book has been released now so how has the reaction been um in the early stages of its release yeah, it's been good. Thanks, Sean. I mean, I, I, you know, you're never quite sure with these things. You know, um, you know, you know, you know, when I write my sports articles for the paper, I kind of know fairly quickly because if I criticise a club, usually get the fans onto them onto me. But, um, you know, I think it probably means most to me that, you know, people in town seem to feel it's an OK representation of town because I, I live in Manchester now. I've not I've not lived in the area for a long time. And I think there's a slight sense of not wanting to sort of be kind of descending on a place and professing to know all about it. And um, um, when you don't, and I rely on a lot of people, you know, well, yourselves included, I talked to you as part of the process and that was, that was a real, a real pleasure. So talking to people about all the, the nuts and bolts of what this incredible adventure has been like. And um, I've not had people coming back and saying, it wasn't right <laughs> what you wrote, so um, I'm, I don't think I've misrep- I don't. I've not discovered yet I've misrepresented anyone. So, yeah, no, 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 definitely, definitely not. I think what's really interesting about what what's, what makes it a, 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 just a fantastic story to write, really, is that um, you know, and I think you you guys are a reflection of this, and your your work is a reflection of this. Is that you know, I've been writing about sport for about fifteen years, and I've been in journalism for even longer, longer than I care to um, admit. You know, and it's always been really sports being a very much blokes writing for blokes, the same constituency, a little bit of an echo chamber, everybody feeling the same kind of passions and emotions. And, um, you know, I've, I, I, but I think it's not, I think one of the things that 
has kind of just innately come through in the process of this book is that there are just so many women who are part of the narrative, you know, and I know there are lots of women who have been part of the narrative all along, but, you know, um, you know, and I, and I suppose I am thinking about people like you, Sean, and Gemma, Gemma Owen and um, Lily Jones and Leslie Griffiths, who's been a big part of the club for a very long time, and Fleur Robinson. And, you know, it's, it's and, and almost like kind of implicitly and innately, it's been, it's been a kind of more, it's 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 a broader church um than i've ever known before writing about our sport and that's just been what a pleasure that's been really to get different voices and i think what's great about your work is that you know you're just talking to a lot of people who you know are, are coming to rexon for the first time and and, it, and it's kind of it's 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 democratic it's not kind of you know an old boys club <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely. That's what we. That's that was what... our new, 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 unique selling point, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ian, where can people find your book if they want to go out and buy it? Thank you for asking me to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No. So, I mean, I've, it's what's the, one of the great things has been being able to link up with with other businesses. You know, independent businesses. There's a great bookshop in Oswestry Street called um, Booker B W O K A. Uh, they're really one of the best independent bookshops in 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 Wales and the Northwest, if you like. Um, so they've got signed editions. If people are actually that bothered about me, I mean, put my pen to it. Um, so that they have been a great partner for me in that um, and through their website and stuff. But also Waterstones and um, and Amazon and stuff, all all those usual places. And um, hoping to have a chance to perhaps meet people and talk a bit more about the book um, next month. Provisionally, we've got a, an evening at the, um, the Wrexham Memorial Hall on October the 19th. We're still putting all details of that together, but um, that'll be a chance to sort of talk about, you know, Wrexham and Wales and football and community and life and your podcast and all over the stuff. So, uh, you know, that's hopeful. And then I'm talk, doing a talk in, in Cardiff on Wednesday the 20th at 7 o'clock as well, talking about the book at Waterstones in, in Cardiff. That's brilliant. So if you can if you can get down to either of those places, do honestly. The book is really really good. I yeah. I think I've ne- well I think I've nearly finished it. To be honest, yeah. The, the, the only one the only one uh, downside of this, Ian, I will say, is that um, uh, you only sent us one book, and um, Sean <laughs> has literally hogged it from the day that it has arrived. <laughs> I haven't caused um, marital strife to me, the wife of Rex and FC. Yeah. What what an indictment! The only bit of the book that she's shown me is the bit that we're in, and that is it. I haven't had an, a look in. She has literally not put it down, so it is fantastic. Just away from the book for a minute, just to sort of finish off, um, just about the club, and obviously we're we're very much going in the right direction at, at the moment. What do you see as the realistic long-term future of, of Wrexham AFC? Well, I mean, I just think that um, in terms of the, the direction of travel, I mean, you just look at the game yesterday, you know, the win against Grimsby and you know, just just looking short term for now, you, you look at that kind of the way we've actually continued to reinforce. So some of those kind of comments, some of that combination play, you know, Mullin, McLean, Elliot Lee, uh, uh, you know, um, and then Stephen Fletcher coming on with what I thought was an astonishing, you know, the overhead kick and some little Brazilian flicks and, so you just sort of feel that at the moment, certainly with the way that the commercial model as it is with Rob and Ryan, you know, being able to draw in 
the kind of revenues and the sponsors that they can that we can we can certainly build players to get to get up another division fairly quickly i think that what you but what i think what you're probably asking ryan is about and i suppose we all feel the same is like how far does this go and i sort of think you could certainly see us with this kind of um structure and the kind of people who are running the football side getting to the championship i think that you know that's not a ridiculous notion i think what that's what after that i think that's when it starts to become really complicated because the kinds of sums of money you need to go from championship to premier league are just so huge and obviously within the premier league you've got entire you know gulf state sovereign wealth funds running those clubs so i mean i actually seriously, seriously question you know people will just say this is ridiculous but you know how great is it being in a, being a premier league club in fact you know because if you look at the table there now city are just you know cruising away you've got luton and burnley you haven't got a point you've got Sheffield United struggling, you, you know, you, you're going to go up there really hoping to to nick the odd win, you know. So I could certainly see it get to championship. I would, have, I would, I would imagine that to get any higher than that, you need you need more money. You need private equity funds to come in and and provide that kind of extra support. And um, you know, who knows? I think what will be really interesting to see is the way that the second series, the documentary, builds the builds support in the US. I mean, I think. The reviews for the first episode of series two have been phenomenal. Um, and, you know, they're just such, such clever filmmakers. So, I mean, you imagine that, you know, there would be more Stoke, Cold Coffee and United, whatever, um, coming in. And um, much though it still slightly grieves me to see United on our shirt, I must say. I'm still wearing the TikTok one. But, um, you know, you would have thought they could... They could certainly go to the second tier of football, couldn't they? What do you think? I, I'm I'm sort of with you on that one. Um, I think I know it's very early days in the season, but I think Luton have proved how difficult it is to transition away from league football and and the sort of pitfalls of maybe developing and growing too quickly. Um, I think Luton, as much as I've loved watching Luton's journey uh, through the leagues, uh, they just seem so out of their depth at the moment. And and I'm sure they will pick up a few points here and there, but I'm under no illusions that they will be in the Premier League next year. I, I just can't see them. Right. You're right, yeah. So it's just a question of how good that is. I mean, slightly, you know, to be talking about whether or not we'll be we will be in the Premier League, but I do wonder about how good that really is. You know, yeah. experience week to week. Well, Ian, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Can I, I just interrupt? Yeah. Would you like to know my opinion on the thing? Oh yeah. Well? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. Give your opinion. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. So. <laughs> talking about. Old boys club and I know, and I literally just shut her down. Yeah, yeah. let's you did. move on. Yeah, shut up, Sean. <laughs> um, well, basically, when we um, finished last season, I was like very much, oh yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna smash it next season. Yeah, um, we're going up back to back. Mm. But I think I've been hit over the head with a realistic stick. Yeah, and now I'm like, it's gonna be difficult. But if we continue to play games like we did on Saturday, yeah, why not? It's interesting. Yeah. I think that's really interesting because I, I mean, I, 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 I thought the same. And I think talking to, um, um, sort of Les Reed and Sean at 
Harvey at the club for the book, really. I, I very much sort of went into this sort of the late part of the summer with this impression that we'd really bought for, we'd already bought the players for a kind of a League Two promotion campaign. But, you know, we we, cl- we clearly hadn't, had we? I mean, and, and, I, and it hit me over the head um, like a stick as well, Sean, because, you know, you, I mean, I was in, I was abroad with work when the, the, um, the MK Dons game happened. But I mean, what a shocker, really. And um, although I do think what we're seeing in the last couple of games has been just a change in the physical, the levels of physicality, I think. I mean, I, I think McLean is going to be such a player for us and such an important part of it, you know. But um, but yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Who knows? And who knows what another step would be like? What would League One be like? Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, yes. Um, you may continue. Thank you. Um, so, are you okay to hang around for the quiz, Ian? Is, is that Absolutely. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Right. Just a few people who've got in touch before we get onto the quiz. Um, we had Pop Culturista uh, on YouTube saying, "Ryan, we are all glad that you are on the mend. Thank you very much." No one, no one cares about me sometimes. Oh, shit. <laughs> I've been waiting for this podcast because I wanted to hear uh, your opinions on the many developments that have happened to the team since our last appearance. I'm actually very happy that it was just the two of you for this hour uh, because uh, there was so much to cover. Looking forward to your review of the Grimsby match. Well, you've had that now, so there you go. Yep. Uh, we had Michael, a great episode. Honestly, feel the signing of Fletcher will go down as the best of the summer window. This team isn't far off uh, from last season's second half form. And when you look at the table, even this early, and Wrexham are not fully clicking, looks like we are going to see Notts and Wrexham push for a title again. Both seem to have it. Um, we've got a message from Kelly Morrison eight two five nine. Great episode. Hope you're back to feeling one hundred percent. Oh my god, just stop. <laughs> He's fine now. He had man flu. That's all. Go on, he had a bit of man flu or something, Sean. Had he had a bit of man flu or something. Yeah. I had co- I had COVID. I did. I Ian. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for us. Oh, he was poorly. To be fair, I was. He was. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited and equally worried every time Aaron Hayden takes to the pitch. He is so inju- injury prone, and I don't know if it's due to the training, hydration, or just is it, it's just how it is. It worries me. Yeah. It worries me. They will. I I, I didn't put the full message because it was a very long. Oh, message, okay. So it, I, I I stopped it. At, it worries me. Okay, great. Um, France, Francis Lynch nine seven oh four. Um, how about a message from Finland? Finns are better than Swedes anyway. <laughs> okay, controversial, but yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if anybody wants to get in touch, please get in touch on Facebook, um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, or X, uh, TikTok, Threads, or email us at me, the wife, and Rexamir at gmail.com uh, just a quick shout out for dragon chat it's a mental health peer support group uh, it's a weekly zoom call on a thursday from 7 p.m till 8 30 um, the best thing to do as we say every week is follow steve lloyd as ian mentioned steve earlier uh, follow dragon chat dash steve lloyd on twitter um, and uh, all the information is on there we do repost and, and send that out on a thursday as well so you can get on as that. much as we can as much as we can when life doesn't get in the yes. way because we'd love to do this for a job but unfortunately we have actual jobs as well so yep. right quiz time okay quiz time now um Every, can i just say everybody was saying how well i did last week on the quiz yeah it yeah. did all right i did all right didn't i you did all right I yeah did all right. so we have two lies one truth 
I've got it. Got it, right. I've got it nailed got now. It, got Two it. lies, one truth. All you have to do is pick out the truth. There we go. We've got that. I will come to Sean first and then to Ian for an answer and then we'll see who has the best score at the end. Okie doke. Okay, section one. We are due to cross swords with Stockport County this week. Number one. Paul Mullin has scored five goals against Stockport in our last three encounters. Number two, the last time we played Stockport in May 2022, Jordan Ponticelli started the game. Or number three, the last time we played Stockport, Bryce Hosanna played the full game. He has not played a full game since. I'm going to go with A. Number one. Number one. Yeah. Purely because I don't think... I'm sure. Oh, I don't, yeah, I'm just going to go one. I, I've had no one. reason by it. Just oh. I'm going for number one. Ian? Oh, it's really, that's a really tricky one, I must say. Uh, um, I think I might go for B. I just don't know that Jordan could have started. Yeah. So you, you're going for the, the number two, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually number three. Aww. So Bryce Hazana's not played a full game since that. Since May 2022, he has not played a full game for Wrexham. Wow. Wrexham. So there we go. That took a lot of work, that question. <laughs> well, that's a great question, if I might say so. But we both haven't got right. Yeah. <laughs> Section two. Great news this week that Aaron Hayden's injury was not long-term. Aaron has a double-barreled middle name. His middle names are Philip Charles, or number two. His middle names are Edward George, or three. His middle names are Harold Andrew. Somewhere in the back of my brain, one. Number I, one, I, I don't Philip know Charles. Why. Yeah. Okay, Not Ian? That's sure why. It's, it's a, uh, three. Number three. Yep, yeah, well, well done. You're both wrong again. It is Edward <laughs> George. <laughs> <laughs> it is Aaron Edward wow. George Hayden. Okay, so. <laughs> Should we just sign off now? <laughs> Number... It's a really tight nil-nil draw this show. I know, yeah. Number three. Series two, episode one of Welcome to Wrexham aired this week. The audience rating of the first episode of series two on IMDb out of ten is 8.2, 8.7, or 9.2? I'm going to go in the middle and say 8.7. 8.7, yeah. Ian? Well, I sort of was going to say that as well, but I'm going to just, just so we can, it, Sean and I are going to be not nil-nil, or if we both got it wrong, number one, 8.2. 8.2. Sean, you are correct. It is 8.7. Well done. Oh, you should have gone for B. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, number, number four. On Saturday, we played Grimsby Town. But how much attention did you pay to their badge? On their badge, there is one star. On their badge, there is, a, there is a ship with two flags. Or on their badge, there are three fish. I don't think there's going to be fish on there because that's just ridiculous. I'm going to go one star. One star? One star. Ian? Uh... Uh, the ship. The ship? You're both wrong again. <laughs> there are three fish. There are three fish on the Grimsby badge. There is a ship, 
but it only has one flag. This so, is horrendous. Yeah. This is pretty poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, much than you, Sean, because I'm now looking at basically a zero score here at this stage. With only one more question to go. Final one. Okay. How much were you paying attention to this to the news coming out of Wrexham this week? Number one. Mark Howard gained a first-class honours degree from Shropshire University in professional sports writing and broadcasting. Number two, Wrexham women won their final pre-season game 7-1 against AFC Crew, but were 1-0 down until the 31st minute. Or number three, James McLean is the highest-rated Wrexham player in the new EAFC 24 video game. Right. I've seen all of those yeah. on the news. Yes. But I don't know which one's right. Um, I'm going to go with C, James McLean. James McLean. Okay. Oh, that's wrong. Ian? Well, I mean, this means that I will not beat Sean in the quiz if it's right, um, uh, as opposed to drawing 1-1. One, one. But I think I'm going to go three as well, because that must be Mullin, surely. Number three is the, the, the truth. Is the, is the false one? No, there's, there's, there's only there's, there's two false, one true. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> okay, okay, in that case, I will go a different one. Um, I will go... What was the second one, Ryan? The second one was Wrexham Women won their final pre-season games. Yeah, I'll go for number two. I'll go for number two. Number two, okay. You both skipped the Mark Howard one, didn't you? Why did you skip the Mark Howard one? That Mark Howard one seems right, because he's a podcaster and all that, isn't he? Yeah, it, it's, it, it, it was a bit of a cheat, that one, because I put Shropshire University, which doesn't exist. It was Staffordshire University, so that's why that one was a lie. Uh, Wrexham AFC women went 1-0 down until the 31st minute, so James McLean is the highest rated Wrexham player in the AFC. He's rated 69, I think Mullins 68. Oh, only just. So then. only just. So only did I just. get three right. You got two right. Oh. Uh, unfortunately, and you didn't get any. <laughs> I will say, I will say that obviously last week Ian was on, and um, you know we we had a problem with the recording, but Ian got a couple right last week, so I don't think this is a very fair representation of Ian this week. I would say to the to the listeners and the viewers that despite me getting no right, none right. I've, I promise I did know something to write the book. I mean, it doesn't really augur terribly well, but anyway, there you go. You'll make your own minds up. I did. I did a, a tiebreaker this week as well. Oh, we don't need it this week. But we don't need it. Shall I throw it out anyway? Throw it out. Yeah. And if Ian gets it right, yeah, then he can have two points and we'll okay. draw. Okay. That's so very generous. But then again, if I get it wrong, I've got none out of six. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is just a number. And it's the closest. Okay. So we played Bromley in the FA Trophy final. Yeah. A couple of seasons ago. Remember mm -hmm. that? Yeah. We went to Wembley. Pointless day out. Yeah. But anyway. It was a good day out. What was the attendance at the game? 25. Oh, no. Cause that, do you mean just Wrexham fans or everybody? No, no, the attendance at the game. Oh, Christ. Okay. Um, 52,506. 52,506. Ian? Yeah. 45,110. That is very good, Ian. You're, you're a 1,001 out. It was 46,111. Very, very well done. Very well. 
Well, Ian, thank you for joining us this week. It's been an absolute pleasure talking Again. to you. Again, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, it's been great to be on. And thanks for all the great work you're doing in uh, spreading the word to, to so many new fans. I love what you're doing. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you very much to you lot for tuning in again this week. And we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye.